Welcome to Food Safety University and this week's podcast where we're continuing our series on trauma and toxic culture. And this week we're going to be talking about common toxic patterns at work. This has been a super heavy podcast series and I totally understand that. I'm loving your feedback with it. So listen with your whole heart, tune in and see what you can recognize about your own workplace and patterns there in this podcast. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to Food Safety University. I'm Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele, and this is the one podcast where you can get everything you need to know about food safety and how to run a food manufacturing plant for all of those small and local food manufacturers. If you are into local and sustainable food and agriculture, this is the podcast for you. Every week we cover new and original ideas around how to get the most out of your HACCP planning and how to get your plant up and running and continue running in a way that fills your dreams. So grab a pen and paper because every week you're going to need it. See you on the inside. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. And today we are continuing our trauma and toxic workplace cultures uh, work by talking about five different common toxic patterns that we see at work. And I find it super interesting that I'm talking about this today because when this episode comes out, it will be Veterans Day. And I am, of course, a veteran. Uh, For those of you who didn't know, I'm a veteran. (laughs) And um, I served in the U.S. Army Veterinary Corps. And um, I, you know, it was super interesting because I joined up, like the the weekend I agreed to commission um, was the weekend that the Abu Ghraib scandal, uh, or Abu Ghraib um, scandal uh, was revealed. And I so remember saying, you know, I could join the army and I could be an example of a really great officer that would be able to lead well in those sorts of situations and work with people so that kind of stuff didn't happen. I really remember I was in Georgia, it was my sophomore year of vet school, and I just super remember thinking about that and really kind of understanding that that was one of the things that I was um, being called to do in my life was to lead in that way. Um, and uh, it didn't quite work out that way in the army. Um, and I had, you know, I, I mean, I had probably pretty average army experience. I had, um, some exposure to toxic workplace culture. I had a very toxic commanding officer, um, at my first duty station. The guy who succeeded her was not, and he was amazing. Um, and I, I mean, like I learned a lot and I find it so interesting that I'm, I'm I'm talking about, um, toxic workplace patterns on Veterans Day because, you know, I think our army shows us because we just know so much about it. Right. Um, I think our army shows us a lot of what, we can see both in good and bad workplace cultures. And there are plenty of people who have talked at length about that. So I'm not going to, I am not going to belabor that point here because I want to get to the meat of what we are talking about. But 
you know, most, most workplaces do struggle with this and we have stress in our workplaces. And just because you have stress in your workplaces doesn't mean you have a toxic workplace environment. Is communication around here 100% perfect? No, my husband works for me, guys. And sometimes I lose my temper like I did yesterday. But then I apologize, right? And, um, and we work it out. But I have worked in places where working it out isn't a thing that happens and we find all sorts of very strange, you know, we find ourselves in all sorts of really weird situations, okay? And those are, those often fit a pattern and that's what we're talking about today. And so, how, there are five things in this in this pattern. So you're probably going to want to take notes. I mean, I know I say that like every week, but um, all of these are. This is all written out in the show notes, so you'll be able to come back and um, and and revisit it. And then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions at the end. Okay, that are questions that I ask my clients. So, okay. Um, and that'll give you a really good idea of, of answering some of those should I stay or should I go questions, okay? It'll give a lot of clarity. So let's dive on into it. Okay, so the number, well, the, the, these and these are not in rank order. These are just, you know, kind of in the order that I thought about them. So the first thing, or number one, is communication that is confusing or non-existent or charged with emotion. So with there, I mean, we got to communicate at work and I, you know, I have, I have had people who have worked for me who have ghosted me. That's a little weird. Okay. Um, I have worked for people where they will say one thing in one email and they will say another thing in a phone call and a third thing in a text. Very difficult to know what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. Human beings don't work like that. Human beings need clear communication that uh, gives clear directions. And if you are on the receiving end of confusing communication or communication that is always charged with emotion, uh, you know, we have to, and, and hurry and haste and, oh my God, we got to get this done right now. Uh, the client's really mad at us. Um, or the audit's right around the corner and this has to be done now, 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 when the audit's been scheduled for like a year, because that's how far in advance we generally know we are getting audited. Um, you know, a lot of charge with emotion. I want you to pay attention to your own body and how you react to the communications from the people that you work with. Okay? Do you get a rush of adrenaline and not in a good way? <laughs> okay? <laughs> I want you to think about that. Okay? So look at the communication styles of the people that um, you work with. Okay? Are they communication styles that make you break out in a cold sweat? That might be an indication that you are in a toxic workplace environment. Next, um, policies and procedures. Now, we work in food manufacturing. Theoretically, policies and procedures are all in place. But here's the deal, is that while policies and procedures may be in place through like your HACCP plan or through your, uh, your prerequisite programs and all that sort of stuff, 
your workplace has a whole lot more policies and procedures. So like over in Food Safety University, I have a standard operating procedure called Inclusive Excellence. I've done a podcast about it. You can go find it in podcast archives. I did it in, I think, the uh, spring of 2020 uh, in response to uh, what happened with George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement and the movement for social justice in food and food workers. It's a beautiful SOP. I've shared it with a ton of people and I'm super, super proud of it. And one of the reasons I wrote it is because our workplace environments need to be governed by policies and procedures that are about so much more than food manufacturing. Because without solid policies and procedures around a lot of different things, the food manufacturing can't happen effectively. And so I want you to look for workplace policies that are um, that are, are confusing or are intermittently reinforced. You know. All of my clients have a workplace policy of legally paying their employees. Uh, and sometimes payroll is late. And sometimes, you know, these things happen, but it's communicated. But if there is a, you know, this went around and I actually posted about this on LinkedIn, but there was a, um, there was a story going around from Ask Abigail um, around a woman who had been paid late twice by her workplace and her boss said, well, it shouldn't matter. You should save better. Okay. Um, that's, there are so many things wrong with that level of attitude. Um, if you are getting paid late, you're getting paid the wrong thing. You're not getting, you know, like your pay, your pay is, is jacked up. That is a sign of a toxic culture. Good businesses pay people accurately and on time without drama. You know, like, I mean, any drama I have about payroll, uh, my my hope, and I don't have drama about payroll anymore, but my hope is, is my employees never were party to that, uh, okay? Um, if employees are party to that, that is, that, that is inappropriate information for employees, and that is a sign of toxic workplace culture. When policies are, and procedures are announced and nobody follows them, um, or some people follow them or some people don't, or some people get in trouble for following or for not following them and other people don't get in trouble for not following them, that is also a toxic workplace pattern that you can recognize. If you have no policies and procedures in place uh, besides your food safety plan, um, you are either at a very small, very new business, or your uh, leadership is not working particularly hard at implementing a mature workplace culture. And this is, you know, this is one of the things that we help solve at Food Safety University. I have a whole employee manual for people. It's like 84 pages that you can download and have a lot of these policies and procedures at hand for your people so that you can so that you can you can have you know uh, something in writing that people agree to and then that gets into our third common toxic pattern which is toxic leadership and do you work for a toxic leader leader does that leader even like know how many kids you have or what their names are or or you know and as somebody who's like epically awful at names um maybe that's a bad uh, a bad barometer but do they have respect for who you are as a whole person or do they only have respect for who they are as a whole person um 
And these sorts of people can occur at any level in an organization. It does, it's not just at the top. I mean, certainly there are toxic leaders at the top. And I was just flabbergasted to see New York Times Deal Book have Adam Newman, the bad boy uh, founder of, of WeWork, who just cratered so abominably. I, don't, I do not, for the life of me, understand why we're giving him such a platform as Deal Book on the New York Times. Um, but that was pretty toxic leadership. Uh, you know, there the world abounds with uh, toxic leadership, and there are stories everywhere about terrible leadership. Okay, and you know toxic leadership when you see it. It is somebody who just does not care about you and only cares about themselves, and um, keeps changing things up on you. So really looks at things like you know this commu communicate. These are people who put forth confusing communication or don't write policies or um, tolerate some of the other things that we're going to talk about, right? Um, those are toxic leaders. Um, and you will, you will know them when you see them if you decide to pay attention to how your body reacts to them because your body will react to them. Okay, unless you are in such a traumatized place that you are going along with it. And that would also be something to look at. Okay, then the fourth common toxic pattern at workplaces is negativity, gossip, and snark. Okay, if every answer has a snarky response or is a snarky response to every question, if people are gossiping behind somebody's back or undercutting people or constantly playing practical jokes like these are work environments um that's not okay <laughs> and that's not something we need to you know we need to tolerate work does not have to be like middle school right and middle school isn't even like middle school anymore you know the stuff that that i that i had to tolerate as a middle schooler um, I, I'm in the principal's office with, uh, um, for my kids, so, because nobody should have to be in a learning environment where they're called fag. Uh, okay, sorry to drop the F-bomb here, but, um, that's, yeah, that my kids don't deserve that. The, either the gay, the gay one or the straight ones. Nobody deserves that and nobody deserves it at your workplace environment. Okay, and so if that sort of stuff is happening, that is an exceedingly toxic negative environment, um, and you don't, that nobody, nobody needs to be working there. Okay. Uh, if you find yourself going along and talking about other people when you don't mean to, as part of these toxic workplace environments, know that you are human and know that you can stop it. And that urge to be part of the crowd and to knock down somebody a peg or two or to react, uh, to people and their mistakes because people will make mistakes at work. Any, you know, we will fail at work. If we're trying hard enough, we will make mistakes and we will fail. Um, and when we respond to those failures with, with calling people out or embarrassing them or public humiliation, that's not okay. And that is definitely a, a common toxic pattern. Okay, and then finally, and I've alluded to this in the other four, your biggest indicator of whether or not you have a toxic workplace environment um, is your physical symptoms. If you have a headache and a neck ache and a stomach ache every time you go to work, uh, um, you may have a toxic workplace environment that you need to um, 
pay attention to. If you are constantly on edge at home and, and constantly have thoughts about work and responding to your boss and, and responding to emails or you're responding to emails at all hours of the day and night and you're not the founder, that's a toxic workplace environment. I want you to look at your physical habits at work and not at work. Are you walking longer distances so that you can avoid people? How are you physically responding to your work environment is probably the single best indicator as to your uh, whether or not you've got a toxic work environment. So tune into your body because that is where all the answers lie. All right, and we're going to be talking about that more in upcoming podcasts, uh, but that's some of the stuff that you have to think about. And the more you can tune into your body and what your body is, is telling you about your workplace environment, the more likely you are to either understand and make a deal with your toxic workplace environment or get out of there and do something different. Okay, and so this brings us to some questions I want you to ask yourself to understand what you really think about your workplace environment. Okay, so the first question was, how, how does your body feel when you're at work and what does your body do? Your next question is, is that if you had to interview for this job all over again, would you take it? That can be a really revealing question. And if the answer is no, ask yourself why, okay? And if the answer is no, are you willing to consider a plan to create, to, to find some other work, something else that you need to do, uh, all right? That is, you know, those are two questions that you can really dive into about your toxic workplace environment, right? And I want you to decide if you are in a toxic workplace environment, whether or not it's worth the emotional effort to do something about it. Or if you feel stuck there, okay, and know you wouldn't go get this job again, but it's the job you have and switching costs, as we call them in economics, are just too damn high, I want you to notice that too, okay? And then we're gonna talk about in the next couple of episodes what you can do about that so you can preserve yourself while you're there at work. All right, that's what I've got for you on this episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me and have a week full of awesome. Do that homework and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Food Safety University podcast. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, I want you to go to dirgofoodsafety.com and go check out all the things that we have. If you haven't gotten your HACCP download, go get that or book a call with me and let's talk about getting you into Food Safety University. I'll see you on the inside.